Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> August 6, 2015, back on the Old Time Radio Show with our pal. Go ahead, pal. R. Crumb here. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> I wonder if the radio listeners can make a, a, any kind of wild guess as to where that record came from off the top of their heads. Probably most cannot, you know. Okay, the, the names on the label are Dick Nkubi with S. Nkubi and E. What's that say? E. Chima. 
something like that. Hmm. And I guess that's uh, South African Zulu. It says Zulu on the at the top. Gallo tone label. Yeah, it's great. But somehow I don't know where where they got the influence. It sounds like American old time country music in, in some odd way. Yeah, it really does. In some odd way, not. So. <coughs> a lot of recently acquired African 78s that I got and that John also got some from the same sources some not but we just recently got into this stuff recorded in the 50s probably right yeah mostly in the 50s yeah yeah it's a kind we're of we're both very lucky to get these records yes we are but the 50s it turns out was kind of a golden age of recording in, in Africa in sub-saharan Africa who knew there were a lot of people still playing in what sounds to us like older archaic styles or kind of uncorrupted by slick modern music business influences. Oh, yeah. In a lot of places, but especially over there, right? Yeah. And they they had some slick music, some sounds like urban slick professional music. But well, at the same time, these were being recorded. They were in Africa, South Africa. They were... Recording jive and you know, but some of what they call jive on some of those labels is actually not so slick. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't even get that. What that appellation means when they call it jive? Yeah, I mean, what is jive anyways? It's like an early form of like either either you call it a, a version of rock and roll, but it's not really rock and roll. It's more like I think it's a loosely applied term. Yeah, very. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> just. Uh, applied to the label completely wrong yeah 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 but it's puzzling that <coughs> where they got this american country music influence it, somebody explained it as that at these um labor hiring centers they had like these radios playing over loudspeakers playing american country music yeah i told you i, I read that in some uh hugh tracy oh, hugh tracy, tracy right. recorded a lot of this stuff right the, the galton and, and he observed that hugh yeah. tracy that he got a lot of musicians from these like unemployment places where they'd be listening to American radio and Jimmy Rogers and in even Louis Armstrong. This would be like in like South Africa. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, and but not blues. They're not listening. They don't seem to be influenced by American blues at all. As African guys. Yeah, like there's a few guys that show up and kind of sound like they're listening to uh, blues. Like a couple slide mm -hmm. guitar players. The slide guitarist doesn't exactly translate. Slide guitar stuff I have, I haven't heard all of it, but sounds more influenced by country music and that kind of like Hawaiian country. No, that's true. Definitely country Hawaiian. thing. Yeah, definitely Hawaiian. Which comes through country music, not directly from Hawaiian stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. They didn't seem to be listening to American blues yeah. at all. It's curious. Anyway, let's play another one of these records that's influenced by American country music. Okay. Ibu 
Kigali, Aporata Kumanine, Chigai Bukisha, Kupiontana Puesu, Imiti Bosuma, Murunambalwa Mumana, Ukulira Kweshitima, Kwatu Puswile. Pandrusha kakumone mumweo wanji Nomba naleka Unaranda wafulisha Pandrusha kakumone mumweo wanji Great, that's uh, that was the Dixon Brothers, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That sort of reminds me of something I've heard. Some American reminds me of some American country record I've heard. I don't know. That's uh, Alec Machata and Shadrach Soko, also on Gallo Tone. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, just sus that the playing sounds totally American country. I I, I think it, isn't this the guy that. He also does a side where he plays by himself. Where yeah. He does some, like, yodeling. Huh. Where it's like, you know, it sounds like a, a mix between, like, a, a Jimmy Rogers takeoff and also, like, it could be, like you said, a Hawaiian, too, influence. Yeah. It's not quite a yodel, but just some high-pitched thing like that. Yeah, somewhere I have some record where they're doing some kind of Yodel, it sounds just like American country music. One of yeah. those African guys, yeah. forget which. I'm sure, it's the same record because yeah. we scored a lot of these in a big stock that had duplicates. Yeah, it's also new. I'm still kind of digesting it. Yeah. So I should mention that this is uh, the 50th old time radio show. Oh, yeah? The yeah. 50th. It's like a milestone. Wow. We should be huh. celebrating with like donuts or something. <laughs> Where's the donuts? We need Sac Christian. <laughs> Shit, now I want a donut. <laughs> Text the girl. <coughs> Bring donuts. Don't be late. Okay, I'm going to play uh, Alec Nechata by himself. Kutulona <laughs> lotele omotemwi kwawande Naikala komitwe, alefwe na momotwe Komakaya kwa jiwa, nabukile na sanga Omotwe wandi ulepia Ifilo tofya vate mwikwa Vela tosho mopamba 
very like you know country guitar yeah. and then like a you know at first like a very country sounding like even though you can't understand the words you can tell it's like storytelling like kind of melody and then with that Hawaiian little yodel almost melody at the end of the each verse <laughs> yeah very yeah. Hawaiian yeah that's called Kuchulo <coughs> Naloteli Really great. Alec Nakata. I could just listen to these records forever. Yeah. That's also on Gallo Tone. That's so great. Should point out to our listeners here that if you hear a little distortion in the background, we have a fan going. But you know, it's it's like ninety three degrees here, so cut us some slack. No air conditioner. Yeah. We don't got no air conditioning. Yeah. Don't go that way. So you get distortion. It's that you get what you pay for. Now we're going to hear Pedro Matabella. This is uh, somebody called this African cowboy music. Hmm. I don't know where to get that cowboy. Were these guys actually herding cows? Somebody had to be, I guess. Yeah. Ungarele, she 
sounded like uh, he was listening to Johnny Cash or something, right? Yeah, his vocal was kind of slick. It was really pretty. Great yeah, guitar great. The, the, the backup was really beautiful. Pedro Matadella. Apologize for uh, my level of ignorance about this music. I have no idea what countries some of this stuff is from. You might know more than me about it. Um, well... Not really off the top of my head. I mean, all I do is I write down the notes that I get from people like John Ward and Michael Kiefer, who wow. actually kind of looked into this. Yeah, so right. It's very difficult for me to just look at the label and tell you where it's from. If it, you know, unless it says Zulu, you can yeah. assume it's South Africa. But that, even that's not always the case. They had very that's true. You know, they had Zimbabwe somebody told me that and yeah, Zulu was all over Zulu the place. Dialects. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah. You know, sub-Saharan Africa. We can narrow it down to that. Right. Unfortunately, that's a pretty large place. Yeah, it's good. the United States fits in you know, in size comfortably deep inside a whole African continent. Yeah. So big. But um, you know, sometimes uh, we've we've taken notes from those guys who've actually done research on the labels where they went. But even you know. Uh, Ward and those guys admit sometimes that it's a guess. You know, it's an educated guess, but it's a so guess. So who's yeah. the ultimate authority in this? Is there anybody on this African 78 era? Well, I, I think, like, the problem with it is, you know, some of the stuff has been, uh, you know, dated to, uh, you know, it's not like America where it's like sessions, you know? Like, a lot of these records that even came out in the 50s, some of them might have been recorded in the 30s, and we don't... You know, yeah, that's not right. An exact well, record. Some of those of where Hugh was Tracy recorded. stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, he was recording stuff early on, but then some of it comes out in the fifties. Yeah, maybe even the sixties. We're not sure. Right. And sometimes, like on that record, you can hear it's a much more modern yeah. recording. And a, yeah, that's and right. Even uh, kind of like a, a modern uh, version of whatever he's listening to, country-wise. Yeah. But sometimes it's impossible to tell, and then then sometimes they go in and record these like these tribes where it's so raw and so primitive sounding, yeah. 
And some of those you find out were yeah. recorded in the 50s and 60s, right. too. It's just because right. those places were untouched. There's still know. people living in the Neolithic era yeah, out there in a the bush. Yeah. Yeah. But as uh, you know, some people have said before, it is unimportant to me. It will not make me enjoy the music <laughs> any more or less. Right. Right. It's interesting, but nothing to do with the enjoyment for, of the music. For yeah, for what we're doing here on the show, which is trying to enjoy music, it's it's actually not necessary to know. It's nice to know, but not necessary. Yeah, it's just interesting to somewhat like less like you can't really uh, yeah. put it to any particular country music but there's definitely something very western about it yeah it's hard to place yeah exactly it's Enoch Mutawu yeah it's great He's, it says guitarist after his name <laughs> Sengipuma Ikea oh, I don't have him very jealous of well, really now that good. you have a photo of it, I'm sure you'll acquire it. Oh, yeah. Three times I lose 
on the window and I saw my sweet girl. Three times I looked on the window and I saw my sweet girl. Oh, diary, oh, diary, she's a student with a beautiful the girl. Oh, diary, oh, diary, she's a student with a beautiful the girl. song the great speckled bird you ever heard that no i don't know it what a beautiful sight i'm thinking or something like that huh. hearing a great speckled bird oh the melody is the same you're saying yeah three times i looked on the window i saw my sweetheart girl <laughs> what a beautiful girl yeah Oh, 
kondweran, omberwani manjaon, kondweran, kondweran, si kondweran, kondweran, omberwani manjaon, kondweran, kondweran, si fine print on there? What does it say under the song title? I can't read it. On the song it says uh, Coronation Praise Song. Huh. Hmm. Nyanja, is that the language? I don't know. In, in my notes I have that he's from uh, Malawi, huh. which was near Zambia and uh, Mozambique. Mozambique. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Something called Zulu Guitar Jive. I can't remember what this is. Josea Hadib Hadebi Zimu Guitar Jack. Put on the pot, 
la 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 They just keep pounding those guitars. Yeah. Well, Josea Hadebi is the name of the guy, and they label that Zulu Guitar Jive. Hmm. Whatever that means. Yeah. No idea. I guess they're referring to the rhythm there. I don't know. To me, that's just one of those things where on these labels, sometimes they're completely like mislabeled as, as far as what it is. It's very careless. I, mean, I think of Jive as like saxophone and guitar and like very modern danceable, but. Yeah. You know, but then uh, th- there's one of those great um, John Pengu records huh. that uh, Conte has that on mm. the label it says Zulu Jive. Huh. And then you hear him play this, mm. you know, acoustic guitar that right. has no sense of Zulu, of Jive rhythm, you know. It's huh. just whatever that means, I don't even know what that yeah, means. Yeah, whatever that means. Whatever it means, anyways, which I'm not sure, yeah. So who knows? That side is called Batatazela. The other side, which we didn't hear, is called my sheet bed. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean my shitty bed? I mean my sheet. The <laughs> sheet of my bed. Oh, the sheet of my bed. I gotcha. <laughs> Let's play this uh, Alexander Jeffetti trio. Oh, it's great, yeah. So good. <laughs> ¶¶ 
Uh, he was from Mozambique. Yeah. But uh, it says Portuguese on that label, right? Well, it says. I don't know if that's the language. Portuguese Shangyan. So it's like some kind of Portuguese influence or style. Right. But how do you know he's from Mozambique? Um, I don't know where I got that from. Huh. You know, it's it's either from who I bought it from yeah. or. Uh, Somebody told me that. I'm not sure. Hmm. You know, wh- when I say that, I'm saying it with an asterisk. So I'm really That's not sure. That's the Alexander Jaffetti Trio on yeah. Gallo Tones. Great. But you know, there's this Portuguese influence on music all around the world, like a belt around the world. But that's, I'm surprised to find that in Africa. It's another gift you got from a cool dude. <laughs> I got this from you. Yeah. That's not even a duplicate. No. Well, I got two records that were like, you know... Very similar? Yeah, they were very similar. Huh. So I decided that if I showed a lack of greed, it would also help the space on my shelves. It's good know. karma, dude. Yeah. <laughs> good karma and... Lord knows you've done it for and me. And I benefit. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. It's a great yeah, record. They were both great. They are very similar, yeah. so I said I don't yeah. need both. 
It's actually the mandolin playing is actually very skillful. Yeah, really nice. Very yeah. Tight, and the timing is really precise on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah, I bet you those guys really could let loose too. You know, <laughs> they sound like top-notch players. I yeah. Mean, yeah. But ah, beautiful record, beautiful tune. I have in my notes that he's from Zambia, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Anyway, that was Edward Jim on the Trek label. Other great labels, so many so Trek. great stuff on there. He seems to be related to Gallotone somehow. Yeah, you think so? Yes, his music publishing company of Africa at the bottom. It looks, and the numbering system is similar to Gallotone. Hmm. So you don't have anything by Condon Company? Because I'm pretty sure those came from De Villanova. I do. Here it is. Hey, pull one of those on it. Yeah, actually, I'm impressed by how well you remember this stuff, actually. I've been listening to it a lot. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and Company. And that's on the charter label, which says the record of Rhodesians. Now, I, I have a note that they're from Zimbabwe. That's Rhodesia. Oh, okay. Used to be called Rhodesia. That's what I thought, because there's a lot of stuff from Zimbabwe that has Rhodesia in the name somewhere. Yeah, because they, they changed the name, I think, in the 70s. Oh, really? I, see, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it maybe it was like a city... In they, there or something. And they had a big, uh, big fight there and, and kicked the white rulers out. Oh yeah, yeah, Rhodesia. It's just north of South Africa. Rhodesia. It was founded by this one of the more evil English colonial invaders, Cecil Rhodes. Huh. And then when they had the Boer War, Cecil Rhodes was somehow involved in that. And doing a lot of killing and bloodshed. But, but he kind of was a, a very domineering guy, Cecil Rhodes, who, you know, kind of looked upon this colony as his own possession. Yeah. Yeah. 
on the show we haven't done that much talking and that's probably just based on the fact that we don't know that much about these records yeah so it kind of brings up an interesting point which is that, you know you, you don't always have to know all the uh, back information to enjoy the music no you don't that was the limby minstrels again on the trek label yeah it's great and th- it's amazing like the Apparently, there's a lot of African 78s. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? So, so I, much. And the few CD reissues that I've seen, almost none of it duplicates what I have on 78. It's all different stuff. You can only imagine what's out there. I mean, no one knows. I don't think anyone. There's I mean, a lot no of these authorities. Records. You know, are incredibly rare just because so few have survived, or at least it seems over here. I just don't know. Who well, knows? when I say over here, I'm thinking we're in America, but actually, you know, over France, America, any, you know. I mean, you should see a lot more, at least of North Africa. It well, would seem, I see North African 78s in the flea markets, and I also see some Sub Saharan African stuff, but it's only the French recordings. Yeah. It's particular labels Fiesta, Le Chant du Monde. Chant du Monde, and there's a couple of those really obscure ones that, you know, are recorded by French enterprises. But 
you know, the, the stuff recorded by these South African companies, they don't never see that in France. So who knows what's out there? Who knows? Once I find, come across something really obscure from some odd African country, Sierra Leone or something, that's oh, some yeah. other oddball label that turns up. <coughs> yeah, there's so much, and it's so rich. It's incredible. Yeah, it's the really 50s. incredible. <laughs> it seems endless, you know. I mean, yeah. now though, it's really hard to find stuff. The stuff that I do find, it, yeah. I'm constantly finding labels I've never seen. Yeah, yeah. you think like, oh, it can't be good, and then it's the most deep, mind-blowing. Music <laughs> yeah, I've that's ever right. Heard, you know, yeah, and sometimes the labels, are, the label designs look too modern and crappy. Looking. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be bad. Yeah, like very simple and modern. Like and that CMS label is really crappy modern and label. You can't tell what's on there. No. Sometimes it is crappy modern. Yeah. And other times it's deepest yeah you know. that's from kenya isn't it cms i think it's kenya it sounds right but i'm Didn't not all of those sure. cms records all come from some store stock of some kind or something some guy it was in the family and herded some store stock from a his family had a shop in the 50s or something yeah yeah and then i got some from some other people too like do you have anything by festo achoco achoco starts with an a or with an o i think ochoco what label that be? It's on CMS, but I, I know Maybe. they weren't from that store stuff because I want I have three oh, really? records by them, but they're all beat up. Oh no, it's really great, huh. really wild huh. singer. Huh? Yeah. There's two Talk guys player. that on that label, STO something or other. Yeah, yeah, I know. Those are about. good. Those yeah, are yeah. really good. <coughs> okay, let's what do one more, two more. Uh, you tell me. <laughs> we can do two more. I'm 
on the Jambo label and it says under the, the title of the label East African Records Limited huh. East African hmm. yeah I don't know where that's from yeah exactly yeah and it um, gets more towards like the tribal primitive end of things yeah which there's a lot of it's great and, and it seems like that that would be for maybe it's from Kenya I don't know. no Kenya's yeah, maybe. Could be. But, uh, you know, uh, again, just totally talking off the top of my head without knowing anything, it, w- it would seem like that was for dancing, and you could see how that, that, that probably went on for a long time. Right. It wasn't being recorded. Right. And the one guy who's like the ringleader, yeah. and the other voice comes in, and that probably happened several times, right? And right. And imagine people were dancing to that, right? That's a hip- hypnotic rhythm, that pounding hypnotic rhythm yeah but it seems like the guy's doing some kind of storytelling like you wonder what that music was all about yeah you do it's kind of like you know what they do at a rave or something right same thing yeah i mean yeah i mean if i walked into a a rave in new york city and someone told me that was for dancing i'd say like you'd have to be insane to dance (laughs) you have to recognize that that was dance music even though clearly i wouldn't know how to dance to it but you know, people do all kinds of dancing. It's a relative thing. But it's that same kind of repetitious, very simple rhythm, but, you know, it just keeps incessantly going on and on. You just and take the little yellow pill that they hand you when you go in the door and just have a good time. Man. Right. Get yourself into a trance state. And take some ecstasy, do some, some touching ecstasy. and feeling. Lose all ability to, to you know, think. Well, I never went to one, did you? No. <laughs> Do I look like I you never did? Well, I don't know. Rave. How about Eden? Did she ever go to raves? I don't think so. I mean, you know, you got to understand, like, you consider us, like, young whippersnaps. We're not that young. You know? <laughs> I'm pushing 50. That's a little past my time. When I was a kid, we went to keggers, you know. Keggers. <laughs> Kegger. Drink from a funnel, you know. Drink from the funnel of insanity. <laughs> I had my own funnel, you know, I used to put six beers in it and try to guzzle them. Well, when I was a kid, we used to go to the square dance at the firehouse. Oh, man. <laughs> that was back before you had electricity, right? That was back in the horse and buggy days. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'd walk five miles time. to school barefoot. Exactly. Oh. Through the ice and snow, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for doing this show. My pleasure. It was... Great uh, music. Oh, man, so great. A lot of which I got thanks to you. Yeah, but then I got you some too, and vice versa. I was just gonna but say, but we have to show a, a, you know, a nod of appreciation to Jonathan Ward and and Michael Kiefer for, you know, yeah, they opened emphasizing these to for us, us right? that the '50s was a golden age for African recording. 
because I kind of <coughs> turned my nose up at 50s records of America or well, what know, was Western it? Europe. Two years ago, I went to the West Coast when you were out there, and we went and visited. Los Angeles, uh, yeah. Was that two years ago? It's the spring of, of 2014. Yes, I figured you would remember. And we met those guys. We went over to Ward's house, and uh, yeah. to me, like that was... Eye opener. It was a religious experience. It was. It was. It was, it was a very experience. heavy. Yeah. yeah, and I learned a lot. And right. uh, you know, even though I'm still very novice in uh, things like African records and even you know other stuff that I collect, whether it's Turkish, Armenian, Indian, whatever, like a oh lot yeah. of that, I, I learned from that one oh experience. Yeah. Get the basics of what's what. And can get you started of what to look for. Real eye opener. But what we didn't realize what you were referring to was uh, how. In Africa, I mean, you can really go in the 50s and even the, the 60s and find amazing records. Yeah. I yeah. think that's probably why there's such a wealth of these records, because it's not just limited to a small window of the late 20s, early 30s, like right. for most of American music. And what, what that would imply is that they just didn't have a big organized music business going s as strongly in Africa as they had in Western countries, you know, that by the 50s in America and Western Europe that it's very rare and unusual to hear anything that's not you know commercially influenced by the business interests you know right well, that just seems to have not been so strong in Africa and I think it took a, a lot longer for the mass media to be able to affect these rural people I, I mean, guess so yeah yeah just areas where people just seem completely unaffected by what's going on and the on. record companies were still kind of just recording everything yeah you know and that's where you win, you know. Yeah, before that's marketing right. gets behind everything, you know. Yeah, and they before they're develop trying to formulas sell an image and, and formulas and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, you got to sound like that. Just ruins everything, you know. Does yeah 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 by the fifties in America, it's pretty bleak. I don't know. I mean, there's people that like fifties R and B and all that stuff, but, and the beginnings of rock and roll were they was less controlled by the business interests. In fact, they hated rock and roll when it first came up. The, the big powers that be in the music business in America. Well, they were worried about marketing that to teens, right? Because it was so sexual and about yeah, it was partying. It was threatening. Yeah. Threatening rockabilly. It was menacing and threatening when it first started to to the adult population. And people like Frank Sinatra and all that stuff, they hated rock and roll. When right, it first that came was out. like the gangster rap of today or the heavy and metal the, of my day or whatever. The Mitch Millers and the people that ran the big companies, they... they Avoid it until they they finally realize this thing is a money maker. So we got to cash in on it. Got to get in it. And yeah. And then they also try and tame it, just as they did and then jazz they in the twenties. Yeah. To smooth it out and and well, they did. As soon as guys, you know, just come in with a simple formula for what will sell, that's the end of everything. Yeah, it is. You see it in the thirties, like overnight in country music and blues oh, yeah. music. Yeah. Overnight, it's happened very fast. Yeah, this yeah. is the formula what sells, fast. and everybody changes their sound yeah, well, from the most interesting original or At least ideas. that's what's on record anyway. You know, exactly, right, right. Yeah, who knows what's still going on in the backwoods, but... Oh, I'm sure that one, I'm sure great music went on you know, for yeah. a long time, and still does go on. Right. But yeah. very little of it gets recorded or put out to the public. So yeah. over the years, the what you the mainstream produces just gets more and more watered down yeah. to the point where, you know, now you have people growing up on music that was so manufactured that that's right. You know, their references. That's all they are, know. Are, that's are, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it, that's right. So, so they don't thinner even, and thinner. They don't even have the concept that 
know, they just think music is something you try to reproduce this sound. You got to make it under three minutes, and you got to mm-hmm. have a good video, and like you know, just yeah. the the whole way of thinking is yeah. so uh, marketing oriented that you right. know, h- how do you produce anything good? And, and so many kids, at least in back in the eighties, nineties, all that, just aspired to be musicians because they wanted to get signed by somebody and become a big star. That's what they're, yeah. they're holding. But that's kind of dying now, I think, to some degree. And there's more people just playing music kind of for the love of it in a way because they can't become big stars you know yeah you feel like music has a chance now to go back to just like people creating music that they enjoy or that they think is good and then the the quality is just going to rise and rise because there's unless you're doing like I, i think so unless you're doing like really you know hardcore pop music yeah it just it's not as uh there's no reason to really think in those formulaic kind of ways because there's not as much money to be made that's right that's yeah. a great thing you know? yeah it is a great liberating thing for music yeah. it's freeing it from those kind of th- commercial de- killing things as you said that just kills it so it becomes something artificial and and I don't know as WC Handy said people look for truth in music as in all things <laughs> That's a great quote. Yeah, something like that. The man who stole the St. Louis blues. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, well, um, the Old Time Radio Show has turned 50 with another fantastic show from our buddy R. Crumb. From uh, what started out as like African Western influenced country music and just kind of homogenized into cool African records. Yeah, and, and ended with one really, uh, you know, backwoods, still like Neolithic tribal But that stuff. stuff does just so much different. You know, it's it's hard even to do a show where you're pigeonholing one thing yeah. because the music is so <laughs> rich, yeah, you know. That's right. A lot of it has hints of this or that, but it's still very unique, you know. And we know very little about it. And we know almost nothing about it, but it doesn't stop us from enjoying yep. it. Yep. which is a very important point. <laughs> Sometimes I hang out with guys and you know, if they immediately want to know the date it was recorded and you know, where the guy ate breakfast and <sighs> what kept his bowel movements regular. And if you can't answer those questions, all of a sudden it seems like you, you shouldn't right. be uh, enjoying and the music. And what were his antecedents and influences? Yes. And what, what I sometimes find with a lot of those guys is that they don't seem to absorb the music, <laughs> which is what we're all about on this show. Right. And after my 50th show, I can say what I want. So that's what I want to say. Yeah, too busy checking the Matrix numbers. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of our, our mutual friends even who have an unbelievable ability to memorize those Matrix numbers who also really love the music. So I don't want to yeah. overgeneralize either. Also, you got to appreciate the research. You know, Oh, I yeah, yeah. It. I do appreciate it. I yeah. really do. And mm-hmm. I, I, I not only can't do it, my mind's not... <laughs> you know, I was never a good memorizer, you know. Mm. So I, I just, you know, those matrix numbers, all that stuff, it goes in one ear and out the other. But I'm really glad that s- people took the time to yeah. organize it, write it all down, all that mm. important stuff that really helps right. you learn what, what it is you're looking for. That's right, looking for, that's the key word right there. Right, because it doesn't help me enjoy it anymore. Those are two different but things. But it helps you when you're looking. But I need to find more. Right. <laughs> a lot of a lot yeah. of fine gentlemen have yeah. helped me uh, figure out yeah. How to find more? Like when I went Including to visit yourself, I appreciate it. When I went to see De Villanova in Paris, he had all those African seventy eights that he'd gotten somewhere in some warehouse somewhere in Africa. He wouldn't tell me, 
and fortunately he had a machine I could play him on I couldn't tell anything from what the label said nothing yeah. my experience was so limited all those Galatones and HMVs from the 50s and his oddball labels I had to listen to every single one and at least a snatch of them to tell you know mm. and De Villanova it was very helpful he was you know yeah yeah you know but he he couldn't tell from my choices what I was why I liked stuff he couldn't get a handle on what it was that I liked and I, it's hard to explain you know which is interesting explain, yeah somewhat beneficial to us indeed <laughs> but at some point I'm gonna head back out to the west coast and do shows with uh, Michael Kiefer and John Ward oh yeah oh yeah absolutely and, uh, but we'll see maybe those guys are so smart that they'll clam up and won't give us any more info nah they're pretty good that way, actually. They're yeah, pretty they're generous. Really nice guys, yeah. And and they, well, they know a hell of a lot more than we do. And they both do a lot of reissuing. And, uh, you know, I was saying that completely facetiously because I don't want to, you know. But they've actually been very generous with information. That's what I mean. I yeah. Mean, you know, not just to you and I, but to the general public. They both do these you know, elaborate reissues. But also, like, just giving you sources for these records. Yeah, so well. that's pretty, you know, pretty nice of them. Yeah, I think they both kind of have a similar attitude to... I mean, we're all collectors, so we're all against each other from the beginning. <laughs> but if you don't, like, you know, stick together and help each other, then you really have no chance, you know. A unless you just have, you know, unless you can just outbid everybody. Like you, see, but you don't, you don't go that way, man. No. You could crush us all. See, but you see, you see the strength in the community. Yeah, but, you know. What is that about you? Unless You're you just have smarter than everyone else? Unless you have bottomless pockets... You can quickly empty your bank account on old records. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, because you have no bank account because you spend all your money on records. What do you mean? That's, that's a terrible thing to say, <laughs> whether it's true or not. You work your ass off and you spend it all on records. Ugh. <laughs> Fortunately, you have low overhead, so. Yeah. <laughs> and really good records. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's probably better than having money in the bank, actually. Well... You know, you need uh, you need a place to live, and you right. need good food to eat, and then you need to be able to do some stuff, you know, travel or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And then after that, what else is there to do other than listen to records? You know? <laughs> and any money you have in the bank in America, they're going to take true. it from you. And you don't know that. I've seen it with my parents. I've seen it with everyone I know. Absolutely. They're just going to find a way to take it. They will. But they can't figure out how to take my records. Ooh, you probably shouldn't even be saying that on the air. Yeah, I'm going to edit that out. Beep! <laughs> so what I was saying was uh, it was great to have you here on the show. We'll do it again. I really, really want to do an, an Indian show. Yeah, okay. Maybe Turkish That's Armenian doable. or something. Yeah. Sure. Because you got, you got, you got, Turkish you got Armenian, what I yeah. need. Yeah, Turkish Armenian would be good. Yeah, you got, you got some great records. Yeah, some, in that, that gets all mixed up too. You can't. Sometimes it's hard to tell what's Turkish and what's Armenian. I think the musicians are all mixed up. They, some of those Armenian guys played other kinds of music. You know. Yeah, sure. Well, all right, all right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. As for the audience, so long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love you, audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's Old Time Radio Show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you and good night. Well, That's I'm great. I'm, I'm going to use that in every show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on. That's a career she could have had.